Michelle Martinich, and you are listening to American Riviera Bank's Regional Pulse. I'm so excited. Today I'm here with Joanne Gronquist, and her and her husband Tim have been offering quality vision care products and personalized optometric services within the Santa Barbara and surrounding area since 1999, which is hard to believe as I sit here across from Joanne that that could be possible. Um, they offer comprehensive vision exams and are trained in the diagnosis and treatment of a wide array of eye diseases, conditions, and problems. And more importantly, they're my family's optometrist and have been for a long time. Everyone from my little one to even my parents now that they're in town. So I can attest to firsthand the incredible care you give and um, what a treat it is to be in your office today with you and even when I need some help. Great, thank you. So Joanne, welcome. Um, we're happy to have you here. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about a typical work day and a work week, what that looked like for you before the pandemic. So yes, before the pandemic, we were getting busier and busier. We were growing a practice and um, we were seeing more patients every month over the previous year. And um, you had even just expanded. Yes, we had just expanded. That's right. So uh, I think it was in 2018, we gained about 500 square feet because the adjoining, um, the dentist who was next door to us retired and we were able to expand to his space. So um, it was, I had been salivating over that space for many years, hoping to get it someday. And then the day came and it was just meant to be because we only had to take down two walls. The rest of it was exactly the way we wanted and we just had to do cosmetic changes. And as we sit here now in the space, we can absolutely appreciate how gorgeous it is. It's so inviting. It's Thank like you. walking yes. into a living room instead of an optometrist office. It's such a great place to be. Thank you. Yes. So caseloads we're picking up. And how many employees do you guys have? We have um, two people at the front desk. One of them is my uh, office manager, and then we have three full-time opticians and one part-time optician. Great, because you have a whole place to shop for eyewear and glasses, so you're not just doing the vision care and exams, you actually are selling glasses and contacts, so there's a whole, shall I say, a shop. That's right, that's right. So we do offer comprehensive eye care including uh, the eye exam, which isn't just for glasses and contacts, but it's more importantly actually checking the health of your eyes, which can also indicate how healthy the rest of your body is too. And we do have full service op uh, opticianry services and the contacts. Yes. I must say I've been spoiled by that. I forgot how great that is. The first time I came to you that I had somebody who taught me what they were looking at and told me why you were looking at it and you've always introduced new technology to make it less invasive for me, but more informative for both of us. So that is such a gift. Mm -hmm. So what about, so then COVID happens. Yes. And then what happens? We shut our doors. So May 20, uh, March 20th, it was our last day before we closed. And, um, you know, actually the week before we actually closed, it had started to slow down. People were canceling right and left. Um, we, went down to maybe a couple patients all day long. It was really, really sparse. Um, and then, of course, the governor put the order through, and the very next day, we just said, okay, this is the last day that we're gonna be open, and then we closed. So after we closed our doors, of course, we had to send all of our staff home, which just broke my heart. It was so hard. 
we're like a family here. It's such a small space. We see each other all day. We get very close. And um, it was hard to say, you know, you have to go home. But um, I told them, you're not laid off. You're furloughed. Um, we just have to wait this storm out. So told them, go apply for unemployment. Immediately, there's going to be a huge line. Get in that line as fast as you can, and, um, and I'll be staying in touch. So every day, you know, people were staying at home from work, but Tim and I were coming into the office every single day, um, answering the phones, helping people who broke their glasses and they just needed a replacement, and we just ordered the exact same thing that they had before, or we would find something that was really similar to what they had. Um, taking contact lens orders, people who were running out of contacts or they just wanted to stock up because they didn't know what was going to happen. So we were just working like crazy in that way, but also on the phone a lot, just calling our mortgage company, calling all of our vendors. Um, life. Yes, life, and just trying to do damage control, reading online like crazy going through the myriad of emails that would come through every single day about COVID and what to do, um, webinars like crazy. So I probably worked more hours than ever while not seeing any patients. So Isn't it crazy? It's you have really two crazy. teenagers in your house, right? Yes. Aren't both the girls teenagers now? So trying to keep them engaged and sane and all four of you in the house um, That's with no right. idea what the next day was going to bring. That's right. Definitely crazy. Yes. So you were allowed to respond to emergency situations. Yes. Did you have any way you could actually see patients during that time? Yes. So we did see patients during that time and actually I felt like it was the safest time to come into the office because it was just me and Tim in the office and no one else and the patient. And so we would have plenty of time to disinfect everything before and after. Um, it was very, very safe to come in. So yes, we did see some urgent patients um, and actually saw some things that were pretty serious that needed to be taken care of during that time. So I was really happy to be here for those people. So you got to test your protocol in a really calm situation. Um, so now that you're open, now that you're seeing people for routine care to try and prevent them from having the crisis situation, how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot that a lot of research that had to be done before we opened because we would have so many more people walking through the door, including our staff. So we had to teach our staff what to do, what not to do. Um, so what I gather is that a lot of the other medical offices are doing similar things where we're just trying to limit the amount of time that the patient is in the office. So we're gathering a lot of the information before they ever come in. Number one, when we're confirming their appointments, we're just making sure we have all the correct information, you know, everything that you always do when you walk into a doctor's office, address, phone number, insurance information, all of that. We're gathering that before their appointment. And then on the day of their appointment, 
after they park, they call us from their car. I noticed the sign when I parked. I yes. Thought, oh, that's clever. Yes, yes. So they call us from their car, and that's when we're getting all their medical information. So uh, getting their current um, uh, medications down and their family history, their medical history, um, gathering any information that they want to tell us if they're having any problems with their eyes and how we can help them. Um, all of that stuff is gathered before they ever walk in the door. Then once they come to the door, we take their temperature immediately, have them go to the bathroom, wash their hands. I even had to do that. Yes. And then, um, and then uh, we have them scan their insurance cards, scan their driver's license. This is stuff that you know we're, we should have been doing before, but now we're really so making had, sure to do it. You adopted some new technology. We did adopt this, some yeah. new technology. We were just photocopying before. Now we're actually scanning, um, and our staff doesn't have to touch what they're giving us, and they're just putting it through the scanner, which you know is also touchless too. That's fabulous. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of changes, but good changes in some ways. Rapid. Yes. Rapid change. I know yes. we saw that as a bank, too. There are definitely customers adopting things and us as an organization adopting things. So it's interesting to think about the technology, even in the optometrist office and checking in. Um, I just made a dentist appointment for my son, and they're doing that same thing of we're going to send you a questionnaire and fill it all out before. That makes a lot of sense. Yes. Yes. So people are in the office shorter periods of time. Mm -hmm. And um, now you've changed some cleaning protocol. Yes. You were sharing that with us before we started the podcast. This yes. Super yes. special stuff you're using. Yes. So in addition to the regular disinfecting that we do in between all the patients, we actually invested in a treatment that was applied to all the um, high trafficked areas where people would be touching or sitting. This technology is, um, it creates a covalent bond to surfaces, including fabrics and your skin, so that it has these micro nano fibers that will puncture the virus on contact, and it lasts up to three months. So we're just going overkill and applying it once a month. Um, so all of the doorknobs, all the chairs, all the Pillows, the throw pillows on our chairs, the, the desk glasses, the glasses. Right, that's yes. a big touch object. Exactly. So everything has been treated with it. So you're really protected when you walk in the door. But also, we're using a non-toxic disinfectant wherever the patient has been sitting, wherever things could have um, had some kind of contact with the, um, you know breath or moisture coming from the mouth. Even though everyone's wearing a mask, we're still <laughs> disinfecting everything on top of that treatment. So um, our goal really has been to try to make our office one of the safest places you can go in all of Santa Barbara. There is a lot of equipment you touch. You know, even though, even before this, you had a lot of automated things you'd use, but you still have to put your face next to the, yes. the, the machines to yes. do the test and take the picture. And so um, yes. I, you clean and you wipe between each one mm -hmm. and all of the standard protocol. Yes. Which I was just thinking, is there a way we can use this spray to be able to hug people again? That we <laughs> live with, right? And I put it all over my face. Yeah. 
my body so I can hug my friends again. I miss that. I do miss that too. I know. What about your clients? How do your clients feel about um, coming in here and the protocol and the experience? Michelle, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful they're coming and I'm so thankful that they feel comfortable. Almost all of them have thanked us for um, all the protocols that we've put into place and they've told me I really do feel safe in here. I feel like you're doing everything that you should. Um, and we, I mean, we've been communicating like crazy with our patients, sending out emails telling them exactly what to expect, what they need to do before they come. Um, all this stuff they've been saying that they appreciate it. We have a couple patients who have said, you know, I still don't feel comfortable coming and that's perfectly fine. And we just reschedule them for way down the line, you know, September, October. And if they still don't feel comfortable at that time, we're happy to reschedule again. Um, right now, because we were closed for so long, we have a backlog of patients who do still want to come in. And also we've had to separate our appointments apart so we don't have people coming in or arriving at the same time. So, um, we're actually kind of booking into August. Yeah, I can speak August. to that. My 17-year-old was complaining that she can't see very well, and then my 13-year-old starts chiming in, yeah, I can't really see that either well. And so we went to make an appointment, and we have to wait a while, which mm -hmm. I was actually really happy about, because yes. I went, yay. Yes. That means you guys are busy, you're seeing clients again, businesses moving again, people are taking care of themselves again. Um, I had no problem waiting. I was happy to know that you were busy. Yes, and now what you. about how many patients can you see a day then? Has that been reduced yes. because of all the protocol? Yes, it's been hugely reduced. I think that we're seeing about six patients less a day. Now we don't book very heavily actually anyway. We would book 45 minute exam appointments. So you know that if you think about an eight hour day, that's only so many appointments. So. Um, that's basically what we're about. We want to spend time with our patients. So now we're booking about every hour. So we have still the 45 minute exam, but we have 15 minutes in between. Um, and because my husband and I are seeing patients at the same time, sometimes one of us has a half hour break between patients. So uh, depending on how things have to be juggled around. So in a week, we're possibly seeing about 20 to 30 patients less a week than we used to. That's meaningful. Is that like 20% decrease? It's quite yeah. heavy. Yeah, it's quite a decrease. Yeah. So in a month, that really adds up, you know, Because you can't bill insurance any differently. It's not like the exactly. insurance companies have said, yes, we're going to pay you more for They're this product. They're not going to pay us more. And in fact, we just heard from one of our insurance companies that they're going to cut reimbursement by 50% if we don't use some of their products that they're... Um, yeah, so there's some stuff wow. too. Yeah, so it gets tricky. It gets tricky. Right? Because yeah. you're providing a service, you're a care, you're a mm -hmm. care provider, but you have a business to run, you have rent to pay, you have mortgage to pay, you have mouths to feed. Exactly. Um, this is a lot to balance. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy to see you sitting here and things are moving. I am too. I'm just so grateful, so grateful. We have been truly sustained through all of this. Thankful for my patients. They're wonderful people. So looking back as other businesses are preparing to open, we have 
people that still haven't reopened, either they're not allowed to or they're just waiting. Is there something that you wish you had done or something that you didn't do or any advice you have for those people waiting to open? So one of the things that we had to think about was um, when people try on the glasses, because people are touching them. So. I try on lots of them when I'm here. Yes, yes, and I tend to try on every single pair before I choose the first one that I tried on. Exactly. Anyway, um, <laughs> we have to make sure that the glasses are disinfected. So of course they've all been treated, but um, they're sitting on the shelf, treated and clean. After someone tries on the glasses, we make sure to set them aside and then we disinfect them again afterwards. So everything that the patient touches gets put into a, spe a specific tray and then after they're all done with everything, after the patient has left, the optician that was working with them will individually disinfect each of the frames with a non-toxic disinfectant. So, so much. I think about all these retail businesses that have to address how do you do that if you're shopping for jewelry or clothes and um, it's, it's quite a quite a path we all have to navigate. Mm -hmm. So Joanne, what about your staffing? Did you change the, the number of staff you have or did they see big changes in their responsibilities and how have they responded? So thankfully, because we were able to get the PPP thanks to ARB, um, we were able to bring back all of our staff at their usual hours and their regular pay that they were receiving before. That's great news. So again, they are like family, so I'm just so thankful that we could have them all back. And did their jobs change? I mean, I, obviously everyone's sanitizing more, so I'm sure their hands are getting dried out. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, their jobs change just because they have to do all these different protocols, um, and because we're not as busy as before on purpose, um, our opticians aren't quite as busy, so they're doing other things like, oh, you know, we have, sometimes we have to return contact lenses that the boxes are opened, and so we have to do it a special way. We contact the reps and we get a special return authorization, and it takes some phone calls and emails and things like that. Just, it takes time. So um, usually my office manager will do that, but my office manager is really busy with all the appointment confirmations and all the protocol, etc. So I've asked one of my opticians to take over that duty. Um, we also have to request our um, medication samples. So we, I designated one of them to request those. And again, it's a process. You would think it's really easy to get these things, but it takes time and follow-up. And I have to tell you, she just updated me today. She tried faxing the rep three times and the fax number is not working and she tried a different fax number. I mean, you know. Because so. everybody's hours are different and everybody's workflows are different throughout the world. Yes. Yeah, and that is an interesting point about how their core job may not have changed, but the demands of that job, where the receptionist job may have been pretty direct and straightforward and easy to do other things, now that's become very complicated and you can't talk to someone while they're sitting in the car taking information and also be answering the phone because you're already on the phone. Um, that's an interesting point and I think everyone will have to deal with that. Of, you're not just the receptionist anymore, you actually are taking people's information and you're doing some of the work 
Um, that's a very interesting point. We've seen that too at the bank mm -hmm. uh, about people's jobs just changing in magnitude and having to adapt to new ways to do their jobs. Yes. Flexibility. Yes, absolutely. And our staff have been wonderful in being flexible and adopting all the new protocols. And, you know, their jobs did get in some ways harder and in some ways easier. Exactly. Um, and they've been figuring out what to do when there's downtime and they've been really good about stepping up to the plate with the difficult stuff that we've had to do. Now you're obviously medical. You have optometrists, gods that talk to you and tell you things. Um, are you seeing a lot of guidance from industry and from experts? Um, are you feeling like you're getting support or is there still a lot of confusion uh, at MR? Tons of guidance, tons. Um, yeah, that's what all the webinars were for and still I'm on the webinars um, every Thursday evening. Um, I belong to a, a group called Vision Source. It's a network of doctors across the United States that is um, just private practice optometrists. And um, as a network, we just have gr a greater voice. We're able to speak in volumes a little bit easier. And this group has been so helpful for us because they've been keeping up with all the changes with the PPP and the EIDL and all these other things that have been out there to help us financially. So every single week, they've got the new information for us. So um, that's been helpful. And then also a lot of the protocols that we're doing came from those webinars. Also, the American Optometric Association, they've been a huge resource for us um, with all the protocols in addition to the laws that have been passed, um, providing sources of PPE. I'm so thankful that we have these larger organizations to help us little guys out. Have you seen new PPP? That's so many P's. Personal protective yeah, equipment, right? There's so many P's in our lives right now, but right. we're talking about personal protective equipment. So have there been some innovations there or different changes that you've seen them provide? Um, not that I know of, just that they have sources for us because it was so hard to get them. Um, so yes, Vision Source has, um, they purchased like 100,000 KN95s, and then I think it was like a million surgical masks just for vision source doctors to be able to buy um, because the sourcing was such an issue. So, um, yeah, we help, help the small offices. Exactly. That's great to have a bigger source. Yes. So, when you look at what you're experiencing, what you're seeing here in Santa Barbara, when you talk to these national groups, what do you think we as a, as a user of your services should expect. What do you what do you see as we look maybe three months, six months, a year from now? Great question. I know that's a crazy question, yeah. right? If you can tell us if we're all going to be okay, Joanne, we'd love that. <laughs> you know, um, we always have Friday afternoon staff meetings, and I was just telling the staff this afternoon, it's going to go on for a while. Just from this week, it seems like we've had more cases come up this week not just Santa Barbara County, but Santa Barbara in our city. It seems like it's continuing on. We have to keep on going with this. This week I was starting to feel like, I'm tired of wearing this mask. I'm tired of the way that our schedule is. It's been harder to get our emergency patients in, but we're making it happen. 
but I'm tired of this. But it's been reinforced. We have to keep carrying on. We have to be committed to this. We have to keep ourselves safe. We have to keep our patients safe. Just hang in there. Don't be weary. That was on my agenda. Don't oh, get that's weary. A, that's a great message, and yeah. it's so true. We have a ways to go, and don't be weary. I love that. It's yeah. a great message. Joanne, thank you so much for the time today. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure for me, too.